This is Moss Wheedlin and Story in Mind. And it is out for an evening summer's walk. And it's kind of an in-between temperature. It's not, not too hot, not too cold. Very goldy locks. Our topic today is home. So, um, why did Goldilocks go into the house? I th- if I can remember a ways back, that um, she was in the woods alone, that she had wandered off, been left behind, untended. But she sees this place, so she goes inside. I'd like to think it was kind of tentative, like she's knocking on the door first to check, you know, and, oh, there's nobody here. Um, Letting herself in, maybe sort of standing, you know, opening the door, standing on um, on the threshold and shouting inside. As she goes in further to investigate... Uh, what makes a home? Uh, why is it that you know you cannot you cannot go back? That's the that's the saying, right? You can't go back home uh, to your childhood, to your youth. It's um, it's too late. It's over. <laughs> Um, and two, though, really, do you want to? And I think it's that there's something that one is, longs for uh, in that in that quest to return. That say that there was the uh, the being cared for uh, by family. Ah. Yeah, I I almost went down a a dead end there, but uh, now I'm back on track. Uh, Yeah, so, um, home. I I can remember getting this uh, invitation, like say, and too, I've had several, several homes. I don't have one home that sort of say, I, I think I used to have this sense of home that there was this place that I could go to and there were these people that I was connected to. I like the notion that say that you can invent your home, that you you can find a community or or even create a community that, you know, the people that you spend time with and care about, right, that that's, that's a sort of semblance of home. But we've all got it, to one degree or another. Even if you don't, you exist within this framework that idolizes and adores this notion of home sweet home. And, uh... Um... For myself, I, th- I think it's more about uh, state of mind and achieving that. That say, I can be home anywhere. It it really just depends on um, the mindset and then the the setting that I'm in. Um, and it really varies. One aspect of my of my childhood was this chaos, and two though it it sort of um, leveled out. So it started. It began with this normality of chaos, and basically being in a in a party house, you know, existing where there was this sort of flux and flow, 
and that 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 started to end sort of like as soon as it began the seeds of its destruction and uh, my my parents left that environment uh, my mom had hooked up with a guy who would eventually become my stepfather um, yeah and so was the home you know the the previous place with this you know built in community of twenty or so people that's what it leveled out to you know before that it was who knows a hundred and uh it was teeming these two houses so is it that environment? Uh, my mother was quite keen on the philosophy behind it she 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 felt she feels that she got a lot out of it and in the sense of purpose in the sense of uh, identity that she was sort of surrounded by these people with a common goal common philosophy uh, and generation these were people of her generation and mindset uh, in in that particular setting, uh, there's a notion of, of utopia. They're striving for something that can't exist. Um, they def- they desperately crave it. I think it's a it's right up there with that desire for the thing that you know it can't exist because you're no you're no longer a child. Uh, you've had experiences that make make it impossible. Um, your body has changed uh, in order to in order to do what the body does. So I'm I'm sort of stuck in the loop of is it. Is, what is home? Is home, is home the that place? And too, there was a place even before that. Uh, I was a baby closer to the city, where there were uh, there was a number of uh, hippies living together uh, in the city in this part of Vancouver called uh, Kitsilano. I mentioned to uh, someone that my mother had been uh, living in that area and around the same age as her, and and he said it was an odd statement. He said uh, he thinks that he may, he may have thrown something at her. So I was like, what a, what does that mean? <laughs> right. Yeah. So from. From the communal environment, my, my parents moved to this environment that, and too, it was, an, it was we moved out, uh, renting at a couple places, then there was an attempt to kind of make a mini commune, and then uh, a return to the, the two-house communal living situation. And then finally, they ended up uh, living outside the city with this hobby farm. And it, I, th- I think it suited their needs, and it created the environment that my um, siblings experienced, right, right from the beginning, pretty much, as as home. So they have this sense that. Uh, that continues to this day. Home is the hobby farm. And this uh, gargantuan garage filled with tools. Uh, But I have this continual sense of um, 
of sort of a lack of placement, like not, uh, but at the same time, having a feeling that, say, I could be somewhere and easily just relax. Is that true? <laughs> so home is where the heart is. And what does that mean? I, I Of course, we're not literal. We're not, you know, we're not talking about an organ, right? So... Wouldn't that be interesting, a story where you return home and you find the, the beating heart uh, of the house that you have to sort of get into the walls, you listen to the walls for the, the telltale heart and eventually sort of break through the wall into this into this chamber which is kind of like rib-like, ribcage and, you know, there within is this giant heart that is pumping away Uh, we really ought to kind of do that, I think. Where the houses are connected by, you know, sewer pipes and water mains. Uh, electricity going into power. You know, the, the brains of our CPU computer. Um, what is it? Is it CPU? I think that's what it is. Something about processor, central processor unit, something like that. It's a it's a lovely image, but also in that is this inversion, and uh, taking something that's figurative and turning it on its head, making it literal. Uh, is it heart in, in sense of center? Is it core? Probably not. It's more along the lines of it's a place of caring, it's a place of compassion. And um, that wasn't my experience. That I think, and that's not fair because there is there are elements of that, but it's just uh, overshadowed. By uh, by the negative. I don't know if catch twenty two is the right description for it. Is it a good place? No. Is it a bad place? No. Just to switch gears, in a sort of a lack of denial way uh, is is this my is this my home in the sense of um, traditional you know is this you know my traditional can I look at this place as my ethnicity um, you know is am I indigenous to this place where I live no you know, I I was I was born here. I was born in the city, but my people are not from here. I love meeting uh, people who are. Uh, when I was living in, in this sort of sub city of Vancouver called Westminster, there were the um, what are called the old families, and it it is they who have more of a notion than I will ever have of uh, a sense of belonging, a sense of right, you know, that, uh, you know, they've, they've been there for a hundred years. Uh, you know, it's, it's them who are very connected to the transplanted tradition of May Day, because in New Westminster they have Maypoles and they have uh, they recruit the kids in the local elementary schools every year. And then in the high schools, they elect a, a May Queen. At least that's, you know, from, from memory. And so we're, we're trained in this, 
ancient pagan tradition to, you know, uh, dance around the maypole. <laughs> and and it's a it's a wonderful, weird, surreal thing. You'd think that that you know this sort of. Uh, that these sort of, you know, this, the rites of spring, you know, these, this uh, annual tradition, re reawakening, reinvigorating of nature, that that wouldn't uh, exist. Uh, but somehow that tradition gets carried over with the Church of England. Uh, because Canada being British, you know, it's just side by side. It's this, it's this dual infusion. You're getting religion, and then you're also getting the the business side of things. I'm surprised that the that the Maypole tradition didn't get kind of tweaked sort of sort of like say the Christmas tree which is another pagan tradition and then of course you know feel free to correct feel free to look it up but my understanding is that it's Germanic and that it that it has this uh, pagan pagan roots decorating the tree And if I'm wrong, well, then it's, you know, it's something to look up. Okay, so, uh, right, you know, who's, whose place is this? I think I've said before that I have a feeling, say, for people who don't have the, the British connection, that they are, and then I'm, I'm speaking ethnically. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I had somebody telling me that that uh, to be British that, that that there's this very, especially say London, that it's this very sort of mixing pot. And I was sort of, I was going, uh, well, okay, all right, if you want to play it that way. Because because we can do that. There's this, the promotion, of this, uh, the promotion of this notion, and there is a shifting of the language of London, that uh, Cockney has been. It, it was weird. I looked it up. That I saw some videos about you know that Cockney has been moved to a particular place, or that is more prevalent in a place than it is downtown. Good evening. Hey, hey. Uh, ba, 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 ba. Yeah, and that there's a, um, I think it was called multicultural, and then there's a few words after that to describe this new um, dialect. I think it would be a dialect. But say, moving outwards and looking at the totality of, of identity. And two, the, the weird perspective, this weird outside perspective, a notion of longing for home that... And two, I had that experience. I went to Scotland and, you know, I, I looked around and you know, uh, there's nothing for, as far as my family goes, there's, uh, there could be records. It would be interesting to spend some time there, um, attempting to find those. I have this memory though, of that something was lost in a fire in Scotland and, um, and, but I have mentioned getting off the train in Glasgow and, uh, that, that there was, body language. There's body language, there was a familiar, more familiar uh, than in Vancouver. Because in Vancouver there's this kind of London, similar 
similar London experience of, of uh, mixing, of uh, a meeting, a place where there's this blending of language, culture, race. Uh, is it total? Is it complete? No. Are there people who are against this? Yes. Am I one of them? I don't think so. <laughs> I suspect not. Let's go. Uh, There's a nice sort of being waved through an intersection. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if there was like a right of way. I think they had the right of way, but I have the same mind where it's sort of no, no, no. Just you know, get yourself through there. Okay, so home. I think for me, it's important to look at the the whole experience and to sort of go, okay, you know, that say, yes, I was born here, but this is not my, you know, ethnic home, right? Um, I live here, right? Uh, but this is not, say... You know, my people don't have thousands of years of tradition here, right? To just sort of get there to define what exactly my home is, right? If we're going to be talking about, you know, ethnic tradition, tradition, family tradition, sort of my people, uh, no, no, that's not, that's not the home, right? There's, there's, pe- there, there's people here who have a, a valid uh, right to that claim. So that's not the definition for me. You know, if I want that experience, I could go back. I- I've mentioned that uh, I have more than one place. You know, I'm not, I can't say, oh, yeah, you know, we're from Glasgow, or say I, you know, my, my people. That's not accurate. I have a split. There's, uh, there's Scotland, there's Ireland, but I have a great-grandmother from, uh, oh my gosh, I just drew a blank, Hungary, there we go, and two, I don't know exactly, you know, what combination we're talking about. It's sort of generalization. Uh, just a little while ago, I was talking with a guy who, you know, say for him, he's British. And, um, yeah, and, and so it's a weird thing to sort of be standing there saying, we're both, we're both British Canadians, but at some time we diverge. Um. And two, at what point does somebody, say, uh, somebody who considers themselves ethnically pure British, like, at what, at what point do they shoot us down and say, or say, you know, oh, well, you're more British than this other person. And then they go, well, what about the, the Hungary thing? And then they go, oh, well, don't worry about that. Or maybe it's very important. Ah, you have a bit of Hungarian. Well, forget it. Uh, you're, you're out. There was this great amount of focus, and this is on my, on my mother's side, on the Scottish. There was this leaning in that direction. Okay. And yeah, I didn't get anything about Hungarian. There wasn't any interest in the language. There wasn't... Perhaps I was just in the wrong household. This is out in Saskatchewan. Perhaps in a different house. There's, you know, a different boy. (laughs) There's a different leaning. 
part of it, I think, has to do with the, the British connection that say that as a Canadian, that there's this sort of into I've got to go, you know, as a white Canadian with British connections, that there's that is it's sort of like this sort of dominant we want to focus on that percentage and that's the important percentage we're not going to bring up you know this other stuff this european sort of moving towards east europe complications language differences uh, because wouldn't that have been wonderful to have picked up a bit of hungarian and two, I suspect that that was there. And um, picture, if you will, you know, here's somebody who has, uh, who's considered, say, ethnically uh, British. That there's an ethnically British husband. The wife is Hungarian. And is there a slight against her? Is there a slight against this relationship? Um, because even when I was there, there was, there were these uh, slightly racist uh, comments, and two, it's not, it's not actually race, but there were comments of, against uh, Europeans, right? Other Europeans. So what is that? Anyways, right. so home. I remember, I keep thinking of this song that wherever he laid his hat was home. Uh, Papa was a Rolling Stone, I think. That, that's how it goes. And that's going quite a ways back. I think that that is originally Latin, to be a Rolling Stone. I think it's along the lines of a rolling stone gathers no moss. And then, of course, you've got to change it up into the Latin. And to uh, I being moss, that I've heard that not a lot, but I've heard it a couple times. I hear it most, more often I hear uh, I, something along this, the lines of growing on the north side of trees which I've only just observed <laughs> as, you know, in nature. It's like, oh, right, okay, I guess it's because of the sunlight. The moss doesn't like the sunlight. And then I've observed the opposite, where it's like, oh, wait a second, there's a tree with moss on the, on the north side. I mean on the south side. There we go. So, yeah. So wherever you lay your hat is your home. So this notion, and too, I want to sort of go with that, a kind of cosmopolitan. Within the song itself, there is this um, suggestion of a rambler, or say someone who goes from place to place, is not tied down, doesn't have roots. Um, and I'll meet people who are living along those lines that they got together with someone else and it's just to be fair, right? I'll, I'll drop the genders and they put down roots and just to be fair, I'll leave out the I'll leave out the uh, sexuality, right? This could, this could be anyone, right? But this couple gets together they fuse, and they create a home. Uh, and they're with together, or with each other, for... They're with together. Uh, they live together. They are... Um, they might have signed some uh, contract. And uh, had a celebration. Uh, there might have even been some, some religious aspects to it. And so there's this agreement, uh, and every, say, you know, people around them observe them uh, to be in this in this relationship. 
uh, and that they've created a home. Uh, they've created a nest. And uh, I've, I've seen, say, what I've considered successes and what I've, and to I've, I've lived the failure. Even though there was this constant push to, to have it be a success. But it was just, just even at the beginning, it was, you know, impossible. It just could not be. Uh, just in the human, in the psychological sense. It doesn't work like that. Like you can't break something and then sort of constantly attempt to sort of to say to it, you know, you're okay, you're fixed, you're, you're fine. Look, everything's okay now. Well, what is it about, say, that, that you could, and I'm thinking of, say, I'm looking at my siblings who I consider to be... Uh, more mentally healthy than I, and uh, and yet they skirt the fringes of it. They skirt the fringes of addiction, and uh, I'm sure they would hate to to hear that. To sort of be li- sort of to have that observance. Uh, and I too. I'm in that that headspace. I'm not completely free of it. And I'm speaking of, say, you know, every so often I find myself having a beer. And by that I mean, like, once a year I'll have a beer or I'll have wine. I'll be somewhere. Uh, But I can't have it at home. And what else? What else? What else? Yeah, so there's that, for me, there's that looking at home, you know, and sort of going, you know, oh, well, what is it? Why aren't my siblings like me? And two, I know why, right? They were not raised in the same environment. And there was attempt to, this attempt to import me into the, this environment that was kind of a, a melange of extremes. Uh, and so I find myself in the company of people who are who I look at and I go, "Oh well, these are very you know here we go straight <laughs> these are very straight these are very square uh normal people but I also know that it's not they're plagued with just as many problems. Um, their relationships, and just just a statistic that's off the top of my head. It's, it's like fifty percent, and it doesn't matter, you know, what ideology or religion you belong to. You're you're plagued with the fifty percent. Yeah, and uh, doesn't matter what sexuality you are. You're plagued with the uh, abuse, uh, violence within the home. Uh, and that's a bit of a trip because you sort of think that it's like, well, geez, it's a 50, 50, it's a toss of the coin. And two, that's just a generalization. You know, it's one of those tabloid statistics. Um, and we'll sort of like not look at, you know, propaganda and say, well, who, (laughs) <laughs> who did the study, right? And have, has the study been validated, etc., etc., etc. Suffice it to say that there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of divorce out there. There's a lot of separation. There's a lot of uh, unhappy people in relationships seeking to make something like you know uh, seeking this comfort in a home. If home is where the heart is, then that, that then that's the. If it's true, right, then there's. It's not just about creating, you know, having a place, having this relationship. Um, the classic two point five kids, the dog and the car. I'm just realizing, 
that that's what my parents, hippies, that that's what they eventually created. They became, uh, and, and so, and so there's, there's this ongoing argument of definition. Uh, and <laughs> we'll go we'll go into this. This so so my step my stepfather has completely swung and he's conservative and uh my mother is uh uh maybe a a crypto conservative. Uh that said, there are great conservatives and uh the, yeah. It baffles me. I'm not sure how how we got there. Uh, also, too, they they lay their trip on me, as as one would say in the counterculture. That that I am this uh, uh, red. That I'm red. I'm a pinko. I'm a I'm a communist. I'm left wing, and they 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 constantly sort of said lay this on me and two the option is open there to argue where I'm at rather than being sort of in a fluid state (laughs) you know uh, hold on you know just a second I think I want to keep being you know more closer to Bruce Lee you know I'm going to be like water Is is it the curse of you know that as we grow, that we solidify and we cease to be plastic. We cease to be um, elastic. Uh, is it that the conservative is always going to be like that? We will kind of go that way. That we are all cursed, but also that say when we're younger, you know, a bit rebellious. That will be will be more sort of listening to the to the party to the left wing party to the, whoever is preaching uh, revolution rebellion you know um, uh, forget about your parents join the you know join the revolution you know and of course you know the you know, young people's music right that it's kind of all sort of manufactured in that direction. And that as you age, you sort of start aligning yourself more and more with these folks that are preaching. Right? Remember the good old days. Remember when music was good. Right? Remember, remember, remember. Um, preaching traditional values like, remember in the 60s, that would be really kind of a twist, wouldn't it? That... You know, all of a sudden, here's all of these hippies and hippies and acid heads and uh, people who listen to acid music and, you know, everyone in that sort of group audience um, cultivation that, but that the ultimate fruition is sort of that the conservative party turns into this, these veterans of the counterculture. As my mother so wittingly calls her crowd uh, yeah <laughs> so home and we're we're only just starting to to sort of sweep this episode under the carpet I, th- I think it would be good to sort of move that into the sense of fiction and into the sense of uh, editing the psychological sort of like looking at these characters. I'm just I've just had a, a sort of realization with thinking about uh, I was just having a small chat with uh, getting back into talking with uh, Johanna Steger and. He'd mentioned characters, that he was interested in characters. And so I was thinking, I was thinking along the lines of, so he's interested in characters, that to sort of get into the psychology of it. So that's something I was going to broach uh, and say, you know, so, well, what about looking at 
the psychology of characters and talking about kind of almost like therapy for characters and discussing but but discussing the sort of the workings of the mind and um, and characters I'm not sure like say it's sort of like we're playing ping pong with this idea and on that note I think I'm heading home literally because I I feel a bit uh, wobbly which is odd because I had food back at home I had food I had liquids perhaps it has to do with um, this is the second uh, exercise of the day I did this uh, in the morning perhaps perhaps it's it's warmer than I think it is because I feel that kind of that thing (laughs) maybe I'm just hungry cook up some cook up some beans cook up some starch get some protein um so this home that I have now this home I think it's just pushing I want to push that though and I want to push it into talking about the home that exists within story and not within plot but but the creating and the manufacturing of a place the um from time to time I'll call it a product but there is a very beautiful thing that occurs with creating a home for oneself, for the writer and to uh, in a sense have that one's family that, that there's this comfort derived in dealing with these characters and their problems and I think too say in writing that it comes across, that the reader uh, knows when, when you care about the uh, characters that you're writing about, when they have uh, meaning and personal meaning for the writer. And so you're talking about, you're talking about them, you're thinking about them, you're, you're working with them. Taking a vacation from them uh, when you are... obsessing over them can't stop thinking about them Uh, I'm just thinking right now about sort of say um, because I have I have a fantasy world and there's the inner workings then there's the outer you know the outer experience of it there's I'm just sort of thinking about, say, there's the home writ, uh, grand, large, you know, where it's, it's a whole world. Um, and then there's, there's the specific, the home within, within the world. And I think that that's something that I'm still working on. I'm having a mo- an emotional moment um, thinking about this, but it's a, it's a beautiful thing. And to say, to to give my characters these sort of the fragmentations of me, these versions, these ways of seeing things, to to give them a house, to give them a home, a place, and to have <laughs> to to have to have sort of say that you know that they can go they can go there they and. Um, it's a place for a healthy community, mentally healthy community, and that it's you know supportive and encouraging, and uh, to 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 work upon that. I, I I'm just thinking of it. And I I can remember talking with my manager a long uh, time ago, not that long, twenty twenty years, and talking about it, thinking about it where we would live and how it would be and um, the idea of it is a really uh, kind and wonderful thing and I think that that's something that that we all have that we want to 
that we have this kind of vision, right? It's sort of in the same sense of we have a body image, but we also have a, a kind of a location image, a setting where where it's a it's a great thing to um, to be thinking about and working on. I think I have, you know, for me the ultimate is that I was I was thinking about it. I was sort of like, oh, but there's this house in the in the first book I did, my debut, and there's this house. But there's an even more important home, which is at the center of of the fantasy world, and it has a deeper, more profound meaning. There's also a question of, of, for me, of safety and also of illusion. Um, say, say, for my family, for my community, uh, there was this notion, heavily promoted, right? We have created a good place. We are encouraging. This is our philosophy. You know, it's, it's a really great thing. Um, this commune cooperative household uh, and that was a lie and it's it's not true and it's a horrible thing to be promoting it as right a safe place um, uh, I think too that's the thing it's like when I meet people and they have created a safe place. They, they've created a home. I think ultimately my parents created a safe place. My stepfather even put up a, an electric fence. And it, it's like getting the wind knocked out of you. It, prob- it might even be that. But it's got a kick to it. Uh... Yeah, uh, to um, to cultivate this sense of safety, uh, but you know that they did that outside, right? They created this safe environment, and yet it is not entirely safe, right? I can't say, you know, that there there isn't mental illness there. <clears throat> Uh, and I have a better idea of what that looks like, but I, um, <laughs> yeah, so what would that look like? What would, what would the perfect home look like? I find myself working on that, um, especially within a science fiction context, you know, well, what does, what does mental health, uh, what does a home look like that has mental health? And how do you, and this is the weird one, how do you enforce that and not have it be like a thought police, right? Where, oh, someone's ratted you out, you know, and now the mental health cops are here and knocking on your door and saying, hey, you know, we've heard that you're having some problems, you know, that, uh, you know, you look really down or maybe it's an anger issue or something. Uh... You know, we're just, you know, this is, this is the, the free therapy for you, right? This is, you know, government. We, we want everybody to be, uh, you know, to be working on it, right? We want to be the best country in the world, and let's do this thing. And uh, so you have therapists actually showing up at your door, right? You have, there's like, you know, booths all over the place with... Uh, where you can just sort of sit, you can talk, and uh, get this therapy. Forget hotlines. <laughs> let's 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 up the game. All right. Let's turn off the French radio. If I haven't said it for a while, I listen to French radio because I don't understand what they're saying. I have a little bit of French, but I don't have a lot. 
and I just like the confusion of of uh, say like entering the room and catching little words and going, oh, I guess they're talking about American politics or you know you know something about Paris, and um, yeah. So home. So right now, technically, I'm home, and uh, there's this feeling of um, it's it's not going to it's not going to last forever. I'm going to um, I'm just I'm just thinking of sort of various family members and situations. My grandparents' home uh, in Saskatchewan that. Um, my, my grandfather got got the home because he was uh, he was in the army, and so this was his. Um, it was sort of like you know a payment, right? You know, it's like thank you very much, and here's a tiny little home, and you know that is a that that is that was a cool thing, and um, I didn't. I didn't think about it at the time. Like I didn't comprehend um, what what that meant. It was sort of like one thing taken care of, and so they were able to they were able to go on. And um, you know, start a family, and. Um, you know, they didn't have to worry about uh, rent and say, you know, the money they were making uh, that they could put aside. Mm, like, say, they, you know, they didn't have to do a mortgage, right? Because they, boom, that was taken care of. And now I look at that and go, wow, that must have been awesome, right? This huge burden is taken off them. And, um, of course, completely different situation, right? And, um, or as far as I know, I, I don't try to think, you know, think of mental illness in the family. And two, I, I look back that say, I haven't had that same experience of, um, getting together having a family, staying in one house, because uh, they they were always in that house, right? Up up until, like, say, my, my grandfather died, and then my grandmother stayed as long as she could. Um, but, it, like, say, it was only, really, it was only a couple of years later, and then she went into an old folks' home. But she refused, and I think it was, she started to fall, fall down, and then finally agreed, I was like, okay, you know, I need some help. And uh, it was a pretty good place I, I, I saw her getting into. And um, a pretty good place. She had her own, you know, apartment. Um, and, uh, you know, say she would be checked in, in on, and they would have uh, food and entertainment um, uh, down, downstairs. And it kind of, um, say the first floor had this big um, area, you know, where you can hang out and stuff. But it was also tough hearing about her. She'd make these connections, and ultimately, you know that those connections are, are going to be lost. And so it's sort of that that kind of that kind of thing. Of um, ultimately, you know that you've got a cash in your chips. You've you've um, you can't take it with you, right? Um, and another another way of saying it is like you know you you go out the same way that you went in um, naked, pretty much. Um, but it just I'm thinking more of say that you can't take home with you. I think that say you can, you know what you have. It's a weird thing too because I'm just thinking of say people with dementia who have difficulty with with place and time and and there's this confusion 
and, and too, I'm thinking of people who are sort of terrified of that, and, and just going, you know, am I am I terrified of that? Um, I'd like to be I'd like to be at peace with it. I'd like to um, sort of look at um, look at the things I've done that sort of say that there was a purpose, that I made it mean something, that I gave it value. And I think I'm getting closer to that, like say when I'm talking about having an inner home, right? You know, having, having this sort of, this imaginary home, a fictional place, um, to be thinking of it, right? To be working on it and um, to have stories about it. Right? It's, it's set there, this common setting and this... Um, uh, valuing of it, um, that it has meaning. So even though I, I didn't have the greatest uh, home environment that, that I am creating uh, one, one for myself and uh, one, that, one that promotes peace one that promotes mental health and, um, uh, you know, that basically has that, you know, the, the home sweet home. So in these last, uh, last four minutes. Um, I, I had an interesting experience uh, going up to the Rocky Mountains so I'm on I'm on the west coast of Canada, and we went um, slowly uphill, and or sort of right up. It felt like you know sort of we're on the top of top of North America, and we're you know up high high elevation. Trees are really thin and small, and. And and say that it is a place, uh, and we actually went. We did camping. Uh, if you go to Banff, uh, too, I recommend it. Right, you know, plan ahead and uh, reserve a, a campsite if you're going to be uh, staying there. Uh, I grew I grew up camping and hiking, so it wasn't something you know that was unusual. But it was sort of a moment of. It was this odd moment of knowing something and, you know, you've sort of gotten away from the city, and, you know, and you find yourself plunk in, in nature. There's other people there doing the same thing. Um, it's weird, right? We're, we're, we're all getting away together. Uh, but here you are in this tiny, tiny little tent you know, that is your home. <laughs> it's your temporary transportable home. Uh, I guess another one, would, a more complex, would be a, a yurt or a teepee. Um, and too different because, you know, going from the city to this um, out, out into the woods, and in this case it was up in the mountains, like as far as, well, almost as far as you can go. Because we could have we could have actually scaled the mountains, right? But um, so we're up high in the Rockies, and uh, we're we're home. And and it was it was great to have that um, contrast of you know we've we've got this place here where we are, and. Uh, we know too that eventually we're going to to move and um, we're going to go somewhere else we're going to live in a, in a different place and you know there's hope hope that it's better um, this is this is not the the greatest uh, I think that it facilitates though say with the with with the writing with the with the writing, with the publishing, with the promotion, that that it facilitates that, and um, you know, because otherwise I would be doing something else. You know, I would be I would be dumping my time and energy into that. Uh, 
um, yeah. So home will become uh, somewhere else, right? That familiar place where you, where you put your hat. Well, I think that's it. Thanks for listening. And um, yeah, so here's, here's to creating a home within. Creating that, that so that we have that place uh, always, you know, wherever we go that we have that sense of um, uh, locus, of, of, of setting, right? That uh, wherever we are, we, we feel comfortable in our own skin. And um, yeah. All right. Take care.